This podcast is sponsored by TriCal, your number one resource for managing soilborne diseases and nematodes. Visit www.trical.com. Welcome to My Ag Life, where we cover your world in agriculture. This podcast is powered by your top publications in the industry, West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and Organic Farmer Magazines. Here is your host, Jason Scott, publisher and CEO. Hi, and welcome to My Ag Life. Today we're talking about powdery mildew. Powdery mildew is one of the most important fungal diseases impacting grape production in California. Today we're talking with Stephen Vasquez, technical viticulturist with SunMade Growers, about the importance of managing powdery mildew early to avoid outbreaks like we've seen in recent years. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you being here. My first question to you, Steve, is let's start today by talking about why powdery mildew in grapevines is so important. Is this the most important fungal disease for most grape growers? Yes. Yeah, powdery mildew is the most important uh, disease for grape growers. Um, You know, it's the disease that impacts growers year after year. And it's really the the disease that uh, leaves grape growers um, uh, not sleeping at night because it can cause such problems for them. You know, we've got 12 to 15 other diseases, um, but really powdery mildew is, is the number one and it impacts uh, raisin table and wine production. And it impacts those differently. Uh, whereas a table grape grower can't have any powdery mildew um, because of the uh, impacts on the look of the fruit a wine grape grower can tolerate a little bit more powdery mildew and then a raisin grower, of course, can tolerate a little bit more than that. But um, as far as uh, impacts on quality, it's definitely the number one disease for uh, growers to be concerned about. So Steve, my next question to you is, is what happened in 2019? Why was there so much more pressure compared to previous years? Yeah, so, you know, in 2019 was a serious powdery mildew year, uh, really from Mexico all the way up to Canada. And really, that's kind of the way it started. Mexico was having a bad powdery mildew year. It worked its way into Coachella Valley, into the San Joaquin Valley and the coastal areas of California, right up into Oregon, Washington, and then in Canada. And we just had really the perfect conditions for um, powdery mildew. Of course, we have to have Um, the host, which is the grape, and you have to have the pathogen, and then you have to have the environment. And we always have all three of those, but when you have the perfect conditions for powdery mildew, that's when you can, it gets blown up into epidemic uh, uh, levels. And so our March, April, and May weather was just perfect for powdery mildew. Um, I'm going to look at some data here because I want to make sure I give you the right uh, information. So in, in March, in the Fresno area. I'm just going to focus on the Fresno area, but the the characteristics that I'm going to talk about are very similar for uh, up and down the the West Coast. So in March, we had about an inch and a quarter of precipitation, and then we had our temperatures um, kind of under, our average temperatures under 60 degrees Fahrenheit. And then right when we hit um, bud break, which is about March 15th here in the San Joaquin area, and certainly earlier in Coachella, and a little bit later as we go further north. Um, But around March 15th for us here in the San Joaquin Valley, 
um, our temperature started to climb and our, our, the average temperature kind of went right above that 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So which meant that we had some days that were above 80 degrees and we had some days that were um, well down into the, into the 40s. But on average, we were kind of right there at, at 60 degrees Fahrenheit. And then as we got, um, as we got into April, you know, we had a little bit of rain almost a half inch of rain and growers were starting to irrigate. Um, that's when our average temperature actually climbed above that 60 degrees Fahrenheit, which meant that we had some warm days, um, you know, well into the above 80 and then, you know, dipping down still into, you know, around the fifties, we were starting to a warming trend. And then as we got into March, I mean, excuse me, uh, May, with uh, bloom around the 15th of May, give or take seven days, 10 days. Um, that's when we really started to increase in temperature. And by this time, uh, we already had some growth out there. But with these warm temperatures, what happens is you just get this massive, very quick growth uh, that happens. And so you build this canopy, this layer of leaves very quickly. And most growers aren't thinking about it uh, in terms of the growth of the vine and, and how fast it's growing with those warm temperatures. And so what happens is you have the big dense canopy, you've got these perfect temperatures. The perfect temperatures for powdery mildew to grow is 70 to 85 degrees Fahrenheit. So you can imagine that if you've got a big giant canopy and you're already starting to touch uh, 85 to 90 degrees ambient temperature, and what's your temperature in the canopy? And that's the important part. What is that temperature in the canopy? With those leaf layers, you've got some nice humidity going on. You've got shading going on. Powdery mildew does not like direct sunlight. And so you've got this perfect environment, big giant canopy, and then you just have growers that are going on uh, maybe a calendar uh, for their pesticide applications, or they're just really not following what is happening in the grapevine. And so it gets away from you very quickly. You can have these epidemic um, infections in a very short period of time. And that's what happened um, in 2019. So we carried on the rest of the season. And what happens is you've got big giant canopy, you're running tractors through there trying to apply what you're gonna apply. And a lot of times you get this, what we call shingling or leaf damming, where a leaf will uh, line up against another leaf and it basically blocks uh, the spray from getting through um, because you have such a dense canopy. And so what's that, what does that mean is on this side, there may be a cluster there and it's not getting sprayed. There's no product that is going on um, that cluster and essentially it is not protected. And if you have um, right around bloom time, you have these green berries, they're very susceptible. What happens is uh, epidemic just starts to blow up and then that impacts your yield in terms of size of the berries, uh, size of the clusters. Um, you start to really impact the, the quality, um, the yield and quality of your fruit. So it's a real challenge. 2019 was a real challenge for us. So with that being said, did the outbreak of 2019 impact pressure in 2020? Yeah, great question. Yeah, we did. Um, we did see uh, some growers that were severely impacted because we had growers that probably, um, you know, had 30 to 40% loss as a result of powdery mildew in 2019, which mean that they had a very good inoculum source in 2020. 
And so this season, we have seen uh, growers that have had really bad mildew. Um, they didn't put a, a, a robust program in place as a result of 2019. And in 2020, um, they continued to have some bad powdery mildew. Now, those growers that really are saying, hey, I need to, I need to figure out what happened. I, help me. So we consulted with a lot of growers and helped them put a better program in place. So 2020 was not going to... Um, Replic be replicated uh, as a 2019 powdery mildew year. And so um, in terms of 2019 versus 2020, I'd say 2019 was epidemic. 2020 is, has been a bad mildew year for some growers. Um, those that uh, maybe just didn't put that robust program or, or change things up a little bit to, to help manage powdery mildew. So my next question to you, Steve, is in your recent article in Progressive Crop Consultant Magazine, you talk about the importance of early management programs. Why is this so important? Early management. So we used to talk about a preventative program and eradicative program. And you never wanted to be into eradicative mode. Eradicative mode means that you've got bad powdery mildew. And so now how are you going to get rid of it? And you can do that, but it's going to cost you a lot of money um, and a lot of time. And so my thought after the 2019 season is let's talk just more about a, um, an early eradicative program and really looking at early management. So especially for those vineyards that had very high mildew, uh, let's get in there and change the program up. Um, let's start with some early contacts as opposed to maybe some of the um, – the um, synthetic chemistries that we have or with dusting sulfur. So let's talk about um, um, wettable sulfur. Let's talk about oils and let's talk about potassium bicarbonate. Those are your three contacts that can really knock that um, powdery mildew down and basically kill it. It's a contact material as opposed to having green tissue, spraying something on it, the spore landing on it and not um, thriving as a result of the, the protection that that fungicide gives it. Um, what happens if we get into a, another year where um, our April just gives us that warm weather very quickly, which means a big canopy. You can't, you're not going to have, you're going to have a lot of green tissue that's not protected. And so it's important to think about um, getting into an eradicative program early on when you have shoots that are very small, like maybe one to two inches. And it depends on the variety, right? There's some varieties that are highly susceptible to powdery mildew. Your Fiestas, your Carignans, your Chardonnays, your um, Crimson Seedless Table Grapes, very susceptible to powdery mildew. So you absolutely have to think about an eradic early eradicative program for those varieties versus um, something that may be like a ruby red that isn't very um, uh, susceptible to powdery mildew uh, diseases, except in years like 2019, where, where even ruby red was um, covered in mildew. So early season management sets the stage for what happens the rest of the season. You knock it down early, the rest of your season is going to go well. Doesn't say, it doesn't mean that you're not going to see or find powdery mildew. You will, but you're not going to have it at um, epidemic um, levels like you, we saw in 2019. 
Let's, let's talk a little bit about a spray program. What are the basics of a good spray program for powdery mildew and how important is it to have both for a pre-harvest and post-harvest spray program? Yeah, good, uh, good question. So, I mean, a, a really good spray program is looking at, at you know, proper timing, right? You got to have the proper timing. What, what is the, the, you know, when I talked about bud break and those short little shoots, what's the, that's about the time that you need to start thinking. So that's a good timing for that. Now, if you have ruby red, maybe you can wait till they're six inches or 12 inches long, depending on the environment that you're in and the canopy that you have. Uh, resistance management, it's important to have um, a resistance management program, which means different modes of action of these different fungicides that we're using. And uh, a lot of people call them modes of action or frac numbers. When you look at the label, on the label, it actually will tell you what um, frac number it is. And so you want to mix those up. You don't want to use everything from frac code three. For your program for the entire season. If you do that, you're setting yourself up for some resistance in the future and, and your neighbors as well. So you want to make sure that you have different frac numbers in your program. Um, you want to make sure that you have a high enough rate, um, that you're using the, the rate for uh, the highest rate in, uh, for that fungicide, depending on whatever that fungicide is. Okay. Um, appropriate intervals. So intervals for um, one product may be seven days. Uh, for another product, it may be 14 days. And for another product, it may be 21 days. Those are um, guidelines. Um, it may be that you need to shorten those intervals because we're in um, or we're experiencing weather that is just giving us this massive canopy in a short period of time. So you need to make sure that you're following the growth of the vine um, and the climate that we're having to, to manage that. And then I think the most important thing, Jason, is coverage, okay? I mean, you've got to have really good coverage. I mean, if you've got um, a giant canopy and you're going through there at uh, a certain speed that's maybe above what you really should be going, given the canopy size, you're just not going to get good coverage, which means you're going to have a lot of unprotected um, fruit. And uh, if you have unprotected fruit, guess what? You're going, to have, you're going to have some crop loss as a result of. So I think those things, proper timing, um, resistance management, uh, talking about modes of action, um, high enough rate, appropriate intervals, and then, and then just good coverage. Without good coverage, you have unprotected tissue and that leads to, to infection. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Soil fumigation is a critical step to ensure that your orchard gets off to a good start. Trichlor is a pre-plant soil fumigant and is the foundation for a successful pest management system. Targeted pathogens include soil-borne diseases and nematodes. Fumigation helps to create a healthy soil environment that allows the plant's root system to flourish. For more information about Trichlor or to schedule an appointment, contact Trichal Incorporated at 669-327-5076. You can also visit them online at www.trichal.com. Com. Hi, we're back. We're talking about powdery mildew today, and we're with Stephen Vasquez, technical viticulturist with SunMade Growers. Steve, my next question to you is, is what is your advice for growers who rely instead on, on dusting sulfur only to manage powdery mildew 
when can that when can it work and when when will it fail yeah we have um we have a lot of growers that that do dusting sulfur um, exclusively and that program can work but again it's all about intervals and so you're looking at shortening it to a five to seven day window between applications and so which means you've got to be out there on your tractor blowing dust into that canopy and removing that stale air that's in the canopy and replacing it with air that has dust in it the sulfur dust and so it, we've got growers that are, um, that are using that program and they're um, doing a good job, but they're on a five to seven day program. You start stretching that out to 10 days, again, not watching what the climate is doing, what, what our temperatures are going to look like, and really what that canopy temperature is. You start having that canopy temperature 70 to 85, there's challenges um, with managing uh, powdery mildew with dusting sulfur only. And so... Um, that's where, uh, depending on your variety, if you've got a Fiesta, a Chardonnay, something like that, that's highly uh, susceptible to powdery mildew, you need to think about incorporating some of these other products into your program. Um, if you're not going to uh, be uh, on the spot with your five to, to seven day intervals between applications using dusting sulfur. Excellent. Let's talk about fun fungicides. What are some of the coverage and application issues that growers should keep in mind when using fungicides? Well, you know, fungicide, here's the, the thing about powdery mildew, Jason, is that we've got more products for this disease than we have for any other um, grape disease. Um, and so there's really, there's really no reason for having the types of um, uh, outbreaks that we saw in 2019. I mean, certainly we're not going to get rid of all the mildew, but we should be able to manage that mildew so it's not impacting our bottom line, our, our yields and quality. And so, again, coverage uh, is everything. You do a poor job of, of applying these fungicides because they're used at such small amounts compared to something like a uh, dusting uh, sulfur, you're looking at, you know, five to 10 pounds per acre, right? When you start talking about these synthetic chemistries, you're talking about ounces per acre. It's very small. I mean, it's amazing that that amount per acre can even manage a disease like powdery mildew, but it can. Um, and so uh, tips for, um, uh, you know, improvements. Um, you know, know your, know your spray rig, make sure that it gets um, calibrated uh, every time it goes out. Make sure that your people that are using, that growers uh, or, or their applicators know the type of product that they're using and the spray rig that you're, they're using and making sure that all those nozzles are working um, in perfect order. Uh, replacing nozzles is, is relatively cheap compared to the loss that you could have with uh, poor mildew applications. And so it's imperative that um, growers or applicators um, make sure that those machines are in top order. Otherwise, again, we end up in these, uh, having these epidemics of powdery mildew. So resistance, right, is also a, a big thing when we talk about this topic, what are some of the best ways to manage against fungicide resistance? 
Yeah, the best ways are to um, learn from what happened um, in the previous season. You know, right now we're, we're going through harvest. And so this is a great time to, um, as fruit uh, gets harvested, to look at that fruit, whether it's raisin table or wine grapes, um, see what kind of uh, scarring you have on that fruit. Um, as we get into the dormant season and the leaves fall off, uh, look at those canes and identify what your previous program, um, how it performed. Do you have a lot of kind of these red blotches that end up on the dormant canes? Um, and then get together with your uh, PCA or applicator in the wintertime. I sat down with quite a few growers. We went over their program in the wintertime, figured out what they did in 2019, and then we made some changes in 2020. Decided on uh, some different products, uh, making sure that the modes of action were different, figured out what those um, kind of tentative um, uh, timings would be for those applications um, based on when the vine is, um, you know, coming out of bud break and going into bloom and where you would be at those different times um, and kind of set up some times when, you know, a certain product would be used. Now, um, it's all going to be based on what happens with the growth of that vine. And so they made some adjustments. Um, uh, and then incorporate some of those eradicative products, the contact products that I talked about, the sulfur, the oils, the potassium bicarbonate. Those are great products to um, incorporate into your program so you have some protectants and some contact materials and you're always mixing it up and keeping powdery mildew kind of on its toes. Um, one of the other things that um, I think uh, a grower should do is use the, the oil or water sensitive paper. Put that in the deepest, darkest areas of their vineyard in the season as they're going through these applications. And that way you can identify whether you're getting um, the product to where it needs to be to protect. And so those are very, very cheap uh, ways to say, hey, uh, to your applicator, look at what we're doing here. We've got, we may need to slow down in this area. We've got a really big canopy. We're not wetting these leaves enough to even change the color of these, this water or oil sensitive paper. It goes from yellow to a blue when it gets wet. And so those are, or that's a great tool to help uh, your applicators with uh, improved powdery mildew management. Great advice. Any other advice for California grape growers regarding disease prevention and powdery mildew? Putting a, putting a robust plan together in the off season. I mean, like I said, right now we're, we're going through harvest. This is a great time to, to see how your program did, make some changes. And then once you come up with a program or a recipe for managing powdery mildew, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, season after season, you can just make minor tweaks and really manage that mildew and not have these, um, huge swings in terms of yield and quality because whether you're growing raisin table or wine grapes um, you do get marked down for for having those uh, those defects that come along with uh, powdery mildew infections one last question steve regarding harvest time what are your general observations about this year's grape crop yeah, it's uh, certainly different from last year. I mean, I think we're, we're seeing um, that we're, uh, whether it's raisin table or wine grapes, uh, yields are down. Um, uh, in some instances, quality is, is very, uh, very good as a result of low 
some of those low yields and uh, growers really managing their powdery mildew and some of the other diseases. Um, but overall yields uh, are down, but looks like quality is, is gonna be really good. Um, you know, this um, smoke that we're having is not helping any of those production systems. It's impacting each one of those in a negative way. And I'm hoping that um, the air gets cleared really quickly because it, uh, it is not helping us at all. Yes, me too, as well. Well, Steve, thank you so much for all your insights and counsel and uh, appreciate your time today. This is Jason Scott reporting for My Ag Life. Thanks for listening. Subscribe for updates on new episodes, exclusive content, and more at myaglife.com.